Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Buy me a ticket or a place to be saved. Yeah, it's been too long. So, when you hear a song like this, um, perhaps much to your chagrin, uh, this is not an edition of Regular Guy Friday. This is a Lonely Guy Friday. Oh my goodness, I am in a, um, a hotel um, out in the middle of nowhere in Connecticut. Uh, when people find out where I'm staying, I've gotten some curious looks. <laughs> I'm just. These are the places you see like in an episode of Dateline. Um, anyway, and this song, Pentagram, Last Days Here. I don't know. It really speaks to me. Uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you, I'm going to try to try my best to. Uh, I'm going to give this one my all, and uh, as I always do. And uh, yeah, I don't know if there's going to be any meaning or taking away, but you know, maybe I'm hoping you, the listener, you guys seem to know me better than myself. Uh, uh, maybe you'll have some of the takeaway and understand. Um, and unravel so many of the strange things going on in my life right now and in my mind. You know, funny side note, first uh, you know, first name drop of this glorious Lonely Guy Friday. And by the way, listen, you know what? I'm going to say this about you fellow lonely guys and gals. Friday's even more your day. We know Friday's for everyone. Friday's the people's day, right. But you know what? I'm going to say this. For the lonely people, it's even more so. Friday's even more so your day. The thing is, I think when we're, for the lonely people, we don't realize. We just give all our days away. But you know what? No. This day, St. Patty's Day, by the way, 
And shout out if you are in a bar drinking green beer, listening to music, and completely drunk. Shout out to you. Big salute. Wish I were you. Uh, maybe I will be in a few hours. You know what? It's actually sounding good. That would be a good potluck Saturday. Hungover, telling you about my experiences at some biker bar as a lonely guy doing St. Patty's Day. Um, what was I saying? First name drop. So the lead singer of this song, this guy named Bobby Liebling, and back in 2011, they did a, a documentary about his life in this band, Pentagram. And um, it's entitled Last Days Here, which is this song. It's like his biggest hit. Um, <laughs> this guy is like, I don't even know how he's still alive, let alone how he was alive then. Uh, he was just skin and bones and heroin and sores all over his body, but all he wanted was to recapture whatever glory he had as a like a quasi uh, metal head back in the 80s. I bet you Steve the Steamer would know everything about Bobby Liebling. Um, I never knew much about him, but I was captivated by the documentary. And um, in particular, he had a champion, a young fellow by the name of Pell. And um, just was a young fan of his and just believed in him and believed in the music and then just drove him everywhere and just basically was his Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> um, and I was really moved when I saw it. And, um, well, I've been here a little too long, too. <laughs> I am really cold. I'm actually really cold. This room. Oh, I'm very cold right now. Oh, my goodness. I, yeah, I probably shouldn't have used this song because it's really making me emote. Anyway, but you know me. I always have to uh, get involved, and I always believe that I can get involved. So as I'm watching this, I'm like, how do I help Pell help Bobby? And it just so happened the following weekend, we were going, here's my name drop, we were going to see Howard and Beth Stern um, in New York. And we are going to spend the weekend with them. And I said, you know... I betcha I can get them to play this in their screening room. We'll all watch this as a group. This is my like long-term chess move. And I'm like, I know Beth has a huge heart. Um, and I bet you they'll both enjoy the movie. And I'm like, and I'm going to get Beth to have Howard talk about it on his show. And then sure enough, boom, 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 it all fell into place. Uh, and Howard gave it a big shout-out. And then uh, Pell who I found on Instagram, or maybe Twitter, and I just said, hey, buddy, like, I don't know you, but just listen to Howard on Monday. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we became friends, and I kind of, I, I kind of, you know what? Maybe it's the universe telling me I need to check in on Pell. I haven't heard from him in a few years. Really, really sweet guy. And um, so when I was, I started coaching anyway, I don't know why. I had to give you all that rant. Maybe there's something in there to unfold. I don't know. So I am... So I've loosely touched on the fact that all the renovation that I did in our house in Connecticut um, is destroyed and then some. The pipes froze uh, in the house, they burst. And um, you know, if, if you know anything about water damage, um, it's just evil. And it, uh, and it, you know, it, it turns to mold. And most of us growing up in our houses have probably had years of water damage. And back in the day, to be honest, they would just, you know, replaster over it, or they might replace the sheetrock. 
but the wood behind it. Just so here's a little regular guy tip. Like you got to really be careful because mold does grow. And I think a lot of our fatigue, our headaches, I swear a lot of it is mold poisoning. Um, we've actually heard that on the show. But anyway, so it's not something you can mess around with, and especially with a child coming, even more so, and an elderly father, you know, Costa being there. Um, so this house that was just something I worked so hard on. I slept in like an unfinished basement. I... <laughs> Like, basically on an air mattress and a sleeping bag. And, and the, I mean, when I tell you, I mean, basically it was a garden hose um, to shower with, uh, you know. And anyway, pulled off it, pulled the renovation off in record time. It looked beautiful. And now the house is literally in shambles. Like, walls are torn down. Um, I mean, it's big giant dumpster out front. I mean, there's no, the kitchen's all torn out. I, you know, um, and, uh, you know, I, I, ha you know, as a homeowner, you have to oversee these things and, you know, I'll have my like rich friends who have other, like, they'll let this stuff get handled, but I'm telling you, it's the difference between, it can be the difference. It's a six figure or even a seven figure difference. If you don't manage it, if you don't act as the project manager, and I've been over that with you all before. Um, so, you know, I, I have to come back and see what's up, but what, what compounds matters is I have a couple of rescue dogs there. Um, I, there's only one working bathroom and a tiny, tiny shower. And I have a, a person that's sitting at the house. So it's not like I'm going to share this tiny bathroom that's in their bedroom, which is the only room left in the house. Um, and so I'm at this flea-bitten this hotel, motel, excuse me, because it's close to the house. And um, I'm even looking into getting a trailer, a travel trailer to put on the property. Because um, at some point, I'm going to, Costa and Francisco, who work for me, will come here. And we can accelerate the build plus save a ton of money if we get involved and use our magic. Um but, you know, Costa is diabetic. He, he has a certain diet he has to adhere to. I also want Francisco to eat correctly. Um, and we're out in the middle of nowhere, so it's not like um, you can have much delivered. So I, I'm, I'm foraging through the house. It's, like the, like an, it's almost like an episode of The Walking Dead. I'm just foraging for supplies, <laughs> like what's left of the house. Because they literally had to take everything out because everything was wet or damaged or moldy or whatever. Um, and uh yeah it's uh it's just been a lot of crazy things that have transpired in the time that I said okay I got to jump on a plane plane and do this and I I just keep like asking the cuz the universe like why no not why the water I get the water they say water is purifying and I've had so much water damage in LA and water damage here and it's just been you know, so, so, and I do think there's a purification that needs to take place in my life, Maria's too, and probably yours as well. Um, so, uh, that part of it I get, but it, it was just funny. You will talk about one of the lessons from our show. Um, you know, for people who can't assert themselves, um, I can, I can aggress myself. That's not a term, but you know how there's like being assertive and being aggressive, like, I'm, I can be aggressive, but I'm not very assertive. Like, I'm, you know, the Hulk. I just, I'm Bill Bixby from the Hulk. 
to David Banner. I just <laughs> get like smacked around, smacked around, smacked, and then I go the other way. Then I'm the Hulk, and I know none of that's healthy. And I've been working on that for a long time. Um, but we've been told about people that are not assertive or feel like they're letting down another person when they can't come through for them or they maybe feel like they're being rude because their attention's being taken to something else. Um, we had heard, and I, I really wish Kelsey were, were able to host with me today because she would remind me of the, um, of the guest we had on our show who told us to, quote, practice on someone you don't know. So practice drawing those boundaries and putting up those boundaries or being assertive um, or, or protecting your energy or holding your power Practice on something you don't know. So in the midst of all of this, and I'm rushing out uh, of L.A., and I, I couldn't even keep my eyes open, but I had a million little things to do there before I left. So I was like, I, I, I said, Maria, please, can we get a coffee? She said, yes. So we went to the coffee bean near us. And as I'm going in, this guy in this you know car rolls down his window and says, excuse me, he's like, I, I'm having a, I, I can't, I had an operation, so I can't walk. He said, um, would you mind getting me my coffee for me? And he had his, like, a coffee bean card he was holding on. I go, no, put your card away. I'm happy to buy you one. No problem. So I go in and buy him the coffee, and then I come out and hand it to him and say, take care. And I start, he goes, no, he goes, wait a second, wait a second. And he's like, um, what do you do for work? And um, it was funny because I was with Maria. I don't know if you saw Maria. I don't know if you knew me or, but I'm in like the, you know, my um, my uh, mint green Thunderbird um, that I got um, a little while back. So I don't know. He must have known. I, and my point is he must have sussed out that I probably had something to do in the business. And I said, oh, I, I work in the industry. He's like, well, what do you do? I go... I don't even know anymore, just about everything but music. But I said, I probably could figure that out too if I had to. <laughs> he said, well, I really, you're a good person and I really like helping people. Come here. And so I didn't think anything of it. I just jogged up to the car. He said, I'm a, I produce, I'm the, I produce Fox's Predator. I said, oh, okay. Like, well, that's great. I said, wow, congratulations. I said, I think if it's a show, then we might do it at our network after Buzz. And, um, you know, right there, I could see his mind just tune out. Like he just, he, again, and this is, okay, here's another regular guy tip. Energy vampires, just wait for your mouth. They just wait for your mouth to stop moving <laughs> to respond. They don't listen to anything you say. And I should have seen that. And uh, he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, but he's like, do, do, you, do you make movies? I said, actually, I said, I, I'm going to probably start getting into making Christmas movies. I said, my wife... I said, just start in a movie on Lifetime. And just the face just like winced. He started shaking his head like, yeah, that's a stupid idea. Like, in other words, like, that's dumb. I've got the bright idea for you. Um, and so I just said, yeah, but yeah, that, that, whatever. He goes, well, listen, listen, listen. Vivaldi. I said, Vivaldi? I said, I, violinist from, I don't know, 18th century or 17th century. I don't even remember. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know him? I said, I mean... I don't know him, his works well. I just know the name. He's like, okay, get this. Hit, we, I've got a screenplay about Vivaldi. And so, you know, I, I don't know how to not help. So I said, so he starts pitching it. 
this is allegedly the executive producer of Predator, mind you. And we're in like minute seven of the pitch. And like, you have to know, you have to have the elevator pitch down. Just list, this is probably a little bit more of a showbiz note. But I think it's anything. Anytime you're pitching any concept to anybody, guys, business, anything you're doing, fast. Especially today because everyone has ADD. But most people that you pitch to who are in power have massive ADD. That I've learned, I'm one of them but I've seen it way more. So you've got to get these people fast and you've got to get them. It used to be in two minutes. I think it's literally under a minute now. So you've got to have your one or two line pitch down. So this guy's like in minute five or six. And he keeps saying, and to make a long story short, you know, he goes and he's a warrior, but he has asthma. And to make a long story short, he picks up the violin, but he falls in love and he's got to, it just kept going and going. And I said, and I said, okay, so it's, so I said, so it's kind of a new Amadeus. And um, yes, exactly. You know, I'm like, I'm helping him along with this. And now I realize Maria, who's not been feeling well, is left behind and needs me. And I'm like, this guy just biting me in the neck, sucking all of the blood out of my veins. Amazing vampire. Um, and like the car is a mess. And like the, I mean, like, not good hygiene, you know, whatever. But I'm like, hey, you never know. Maybe he's one of those eccentrics. You know, I try not to judge by that, although I do and hate myself for it. Um, and finally, you know, Maria, I see her like kind of hobbling out, carrying the stuff. And I'm, I feel bad because she's not feeling good. And she, Kevin, come on, we gotta go. And 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 then now I'm trying to pull Maria in. Like this is how, <laughs> this is my programming. How messed up I am. Like, oh Maria, this is my friend. This is Larry. <laughs> and um and you know Maria because thank God she's healthier than me and she gets it. She was like, We have to go. And we really did have to go because I had a I hadn't even packed yet for like a five in the morning flight and I had a dinner meeting that night. So he said, Well let me listen, let me get your number. And I'm like, Okay, well do you have a card? No, doesn't have a card. I'm like, um Okay, can I give you another? So now, now it's the Mo Larry Curly look. Look, God forbid you pull out an iPhone. He Mo Larry Curly for scraps pizza boxes. <laughs> like he's grabbing everything in the car to write down my name and my number. And then you know, I just walked to the car. My energy, what energy I had left, gone. And uh, and you know, Maria, that's what Maria said. Kevin, like this is where you have to practice on someone you don't know. Like you don't know him. You just have to say, you know, whatever. I'm, and and so now, not only am I down on my, I'm exhausted from this guy. I'm like, he's my, got my number, my email. Now it's going to be that all that rigmarole. And, um, but, side note, later in the day, um, later in the day, what am I saying? Literally like 30 minutes later. Hey, Kevin, Larry, Fox, producer of Fox's Predator. Anyway, I'm just and I and I just cut him right off. I'm like, Larry, as I told you, I make Christmas movies if I'm lucky at all in podcasts. But I said I wish you all the luck with this. It's a it sounds like a great story and a great project, but there's not much I can do for you. And I but I wish you all the luck in the world. And then he went into sales pitch to try to keep you on the phone. Which, by the way, it's another like regular guy tip. It's most people like that. Um, salespeople or people trying to take advantage of you, the whole goal with them is keep you talking. It's almost like a hostage negotiation. You know, the whole thing is keep them, keep, just keep them talking. 
because um, you keep them alive, but also you're gathering more information, more data. So just know that. They want to keep you talking. So I just hung up on them. And I felt so good. Um, and I'm like, but at the same time, it's just like, I'm really at my wit's end for LA. You also, like, I just am like, like, this is LA. Like, I try to do something nice for the guy, and they, then now I have a vampire. And by the way, it's the same coffee bean that Angeline goes to. Like, I'm gonna, maybe I'll try to connect them. But you know what? With vampires, they repel. They repel. They, they, they need a host. Um, God, you're getting tons of really helpful tips on this lonely guy Friday. <laughs> um, but then, five in the morning, I get, uh, four in the morning, 4.30, I get picked up by a driver named Salah, an Iranian, and a uh, pilot from the Iranian Air Force who has escaped and, um, and got sanctuary here in the United States. But um, I forget even how it came up. He, he didn't want to talk because he was so professional. He was like, no, your time is your time. But I forget how it happened. But he was so excited because he told me the day before he drove, okay, here's your number two name drop on this Lonely Guy Friday. He drove William Shatner. And I'm like, oh, my God. I said, yeah, I've met him a bunch of times. I go, my wife really knows him. I said, he would never know, remember me. I said, but I, I just, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and I love him, and I love his spirit. And uh, I said, was it, what was he like? Was he, you know, he's 91, but what did he feel like? He goes, you know, he felt more like anywhere between 45 and 75, honestly, but he was amazing. And um, I told him I became a pilot because of him and because of Star Trek and, you know, seeing Star Trek in the 70s in, in Iran. He's like, I saw one episode and I said, this is what I want to do. And and he's like, and then he asked me all these questions and he just talked to me and we actually exchanged information. It was just really, really nice. And um, this was a guy who flew all these crazy missions and then had to escape and then escape the country with his life. And then he came here and then he worked. He worked here in aeronautics. Then he worked in film because he just loved it. Then he got away from it. And now he's in between jobs and he's driving. He's like, listen, I just want to feed my family and, he, he, and he's like and William Shatner was like wow I really admire you for that and I was like listen as do I you know I've always been willing to um, go back to the, the hard times and the hard job I said that's I think it takes a lot of courage I said that's amazing um, he's making it now he's making he wants to make a story about an Iranian cab driver who's dealing with what's going on in his country right now and then what things going on here it sounded very interesting and um, so conversely, it was like I went from Larry from Predator to 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 Salah, who was more evolved. Um, and, you know, I was like, here's my info. And yeah, uh, here's how you need to pitch this project. You can do it for I see it as a gritty film under 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 two million or even a million because you're shooting in the cab. And I don't think you need stars and, you know, um, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, it was just like. It, you know, as my friend Ray used to say, from pillar to post. It's like you get thrown from one thing to another. And then I fly, um, you know, and my God, the airport. I don't know if your airport experience has been zoo-like, but uh, really, really crowded, which I guess is good for travel, but lines everywhere and nothing seems to be running right. Um, but ended up somehow getting down to this motel and um, I, I, I didn't realize when I shot my film, God, I don't even know how many, how many, many years ago, we must have done, we shot something here at the hotel 
and I apparently stayed here. So when I got here, the owner and his wife were like, Kevin, <laughs> we've been waiting for you. And then they, they had pictures of Maria and the movie. I, 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 and they're like, and we have your room ready. He's, you, we got your old room. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, I'm in this, yeah, I'm in this this situation. And it was just, you know, landing here. Like, see, that is the first thing. I'm like, what? What the fudge is the meaning of all of this, you know? And then I go up the street to some, like, lonely guy pizza place. And I see one of the entertainment news shows on the air, and I'm just looking up at just yeah, people I don't really love. <laughs> and I'm like, what the, what is going on? Anyway, listen, uh, just for Kelsey's sake, I'm going to take a break, come back, and I'll tell you about more Pillar to Post um, as I've been here. And... A really great lesson from um, Albert Einstein about making mistakes that someone from the Hill Squad sent me that really spoke to me and I think will speak to you as well. All that and far less <laughs> on this Lonely Guy Friday. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. 
Whey seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Whey hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Whey. Go to the Whey. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code HEELSQUAD for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code HEELSQUAD. Trust me, you won't regret it. As I walk through this wicked world searching for Searching for light in the darkness of insanity. It's all hope lost. It's their only pain and hatred. Oh my goodness, today someone, some lady threatened to shoot me. so funny about peace, love, and understanding. The great Elvis Costello. You know Bruce does a nice version of too, but this is kind of a semi-unplugged version. Perfect for an edition of LGF. If you're tuning in halfway, not like this is a radio station, but I don't know, maybe you press play in the middle of your feed. When you hear music like this, you know this is an LGF. It's a lonely guy Friday. It's uh, St. Patty's Lonely Guy Friday, by the way. Shout out to everyone in uh, in the Northeast, okay? Better days are coming. St. Patty's Day, this kicks it off, guys. You're going to have your opening days coming uh, for your various uh, baseball teams, and you'll be right in the um, you'll be right in the thick of summer, and away from this cold. Oh my goodness! Needless to say. Um, pillar to post <laughs> pillar to post uh, yeah I, I last night I'm in uh, I didn't I literally didn't sleep a wink because part of me is trying to figure out how the hell in the middle of nowhere I'm gonna be able to live in this cold without without a bathroom <laughs> without a shower um, and then part of me is like, okay, when is a, some pimp going to come to my door? <laughs> Which has happened to me before, too, when you stay at these hotels. <laughs> so some giant guy popped on the door. He's like, yo, where candy at? <laughs> like, um, sir, I don't know any candy. I'm sure, I'm sure she's a, he or she is a lovely human being, but no, you can open the door. Not here. All right, cool. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm like, and the one thing I really need right now is sleep, and I'm like, and I'm not going to get it. Uh, so I did what I always do. It's like I wake up early and I say, okay, well, how do we, I got to use this energy somewhere. I, I, and again, I'm not evolved enough to do what Maria's people would say, like, let the pain sit in your body and sit with it and process it or meditate. 
I just, I'm not there yet. So the best thing for me is like, come on, son, come up, come up, come up. I'm like, let me make it till then. Let's, let's, let it be six o'clock where one of the breakfast places op- opens and then I can go there and be uh, treated rudely and have really lame food, which is what happened. And then uh, as I was driving to the house, I noticed there was a small house on our street that is brand new and it was, there's no cars in the driveway and it had a for sale sign in front. And I was like, ooh, because we have a lot of friends who want to um, get second homes here. And like when I say tiny house, I mean like a, just one step above a tiny home, but very cute. And uh, so no one was there. This is for sale. So I drive up the driveway and out comes this lady with, you know, I mean, looked like a witch and like bug eyes, like, who are you? What are you doing here? And I said, oh, I'm sorry. So I thought I saw the house was for sale. There's no sign. I said, there's a sign down there. It, she's like, that is for the other house. You're lucky I don't take a gun and shoot you. You'll get shot driving up people's driveways. And da, 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 da. And I was like, wow. And I was on the phone with Maria, by the way, too. So it was like, uh, you know, like, yeah, the Boston side of me wanted to be like, you know, give her a piece of my mind. But I'm really trying to be better. So I'm like, I just thought, I just said, sorry. I just didn't even respond, but I was just really thrown off. Um, but then I went, I went to my house and it bothered me, but I went to the house and, you know, I said, okay, I started seeing the mess there. And I got with the crew that was there, the cleanup crew and said, okay, guys, if we, can we move this here? Can we do this? Okay, maybe I can take, we have a little side room. I'm like, there is a sink in there. I'm like, maybe I can do a makeshift kitchen. All right, so I figured that out. And then I said, can we rehook up temporarily one of the other bathrooms? You know, just, you know, we can do the project in stages. And when we're done with, like, like, say the first floor, we can go up to the second floor, but then, well, the first floor, so I'm figuring all this out. And I went foraging through the house to see what could still be used and what what I could makeshift. Um, but as I did, I started feeling better. And like, I think that's always, I, that's why they call it occupational therapy. So again, if you're not of that space of being what Dr. Kim or Maria or other people can do, um, roll your sleeves up and get busy and get those hands on being productive and know that you know, the best way to eat a whale is one little bite at a time. And so that's what I did. So I started feeling a little better, but, um, I was really just blown away by the by the lady with the gun you know like that just was crazy um and but again angels messenger messengers out there just loving to mess with me because i throw comedy mess rule i swear to god they just have a lot of fun my dad maria's mother like whoever else is up there my friend jermaine like just love messing with me because then when i come to this like rat infested motel I come back here um, and I'm using my... You have to go to the bathroom, by the way. I have to drive all the way back here to go to the bathroom because there's no bathroom on the site. So I'm using my car and coming to the door and out comes one of the maids. Celine said, welcome. I hope you have a really nice day with a really big smile. And I was like, mother effers, you that's always messing with me. So I go from a crazy lady who wants to shoot me to this really sweet uh, person who wants to welcome me. I go from... You know, Larry the Vampire, the alleged executive producer predator who just wants to suck every part of my being out. And then I meet Salah, um, um, who's, you know, far more 
you know, <laughs> whatever. He's a far greater human being, it seemed. And, you know, I just think, for me, the messages I was getting, and so I kind of want to do the show with Kelsey, is because, you know, I think I'm just so down on L.A., and I've just convinced myself that everyone there is terrible and everyone there is out for themselves and, you know, and thinking that, you know, having that really childish black and white view of the world that we grew up on, that the younger generation has it even worse, I think, um, thinking that everyone there is bad and that everyone here is good and, you know, just realizing that that's just not the case. You know, you have good and bad people everywhere. And I think that was... Um, that's been loud and clear to me just the last couple of days, you know, um, and why, you know, I'm going back to the, I'm in the same room I was in when I started out in the business, why I don't know the same motel, exact same motel room. <laughs> like, I have no idea why, but. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. I don't know. I think maybe you guys can figure that one out for me. Um, you know, maybe it's to appreciate where I've come, how far I've come. Maybe it's to be more grateful. Maybe, um, you know, maybe it's time for me to evolve too. You know, we have, we were a lawyer, Kevin Yorn, and Kevin Yorn's like very high end. If you look, Google him again, this is name drop number three. He's got every A-list client that he reps and is friends with. Really handsome guy, dresses like to the nines. <laughs> he goes, no, Kevin, why don't you start thinking what would Kevin Yorn do? Because Kevin Yorn has a very high-end lifestyle, and Maria's like, you know, you just, you'll just go into the gutter, um, but for the greater good, yes. But at the same time, it's 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 it got you to Egypt, but maybe it's not going to get you to the promised land because if you if you keep being in the gutter, you'll stay there. You know, you sometimes you have to take things up a notch to manifest better things. You know, I'm even with Kelsey, whether it was getting her to move out of her apart her apartment now I was like you know Kels maybe we look at upgrading your car but I'm a big proponent of that and um I know Kevin Yorn would never be in this motel okay his name dropped and I think right now before is I was out with one of the Altman brothers if you're a fan of Bravo they're real estate guys but they're Boston guys so we're all Boston Hollywood always connects and so I was out to dinner with him that night the night before I left after I dealt that was the dinner meeting I had and um and Matt's house is like insane. One of the nicest houses I've ever seen in LA. And uh, his wife too, she's brilliant, brilliant healer too. We should have her on the show at some point. But anyway, I'm going flat. You know, they wanted me to send pictures of the hotel and they were just, they were horrified, but they would never be here. Um, and while I'm proud that I could do this and I'm happy I can do it, I also think that, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a sign that I have to start making 
for the long haul, you know, I'm not 20 anymore, then I start making some wise choices. I've, I've just always liked staying at, I've always liked being able to, to appreciate or survive in these environments because you never know, nothing's promised. And if I have to go back to this life to support Maria and the baby or my friends or my family, then I would do it. And, and I know I could do it. So, but yeah, as you can hear, I'm conflicting. I'm going, uh, I'm going all over the board uh, here. Um, but listen, I'm tired, more tired than normal. I'm lonely and I'm depressed. <laughs> so you have to forgive me. All right, guys, one more quick break. And then um, I'll, I'm going to give you this message from uh, Albert Einstein that I think that is going to speak to all of you. It certainly spoke to me. Shout out to Ann Sleeman from the Hale Squad for sending it. Uh, all right, guys, all my love. I'll be right back. When the game's over, I won't come out the loser. Someday, I'll walk out of here again. But now, <laughs> trapped. Shout out to Alyssa, huge Bruce fan like me. And I think one of Bruce's most underrated songs, he recorded this for Live Aid live back in the day, and this is a version he did in 2009. One thing, I, you know, one of the many things I love about Bruce as a human being and as an artist, though, is I love that he's not afraid to, he'll bring back random song, old songs in his live shows where, you know, a lot of these bands, they have their sets that they do, and then over time they'll bump songs and they'll permanently bump them and then have introduce some new songs but what i love about bruce is he visits these things and i also think back to this song i think this really speaks to anyone who feels like they're trapped in a relationship uh maybe trapped in a in a, uh, a job um and is kind of being victimized by a narcissist or tortured and you know you just can't get out but you know but it's a, the hope that someday you will get out, which I think is just really cool. But it's acknowledging that you're trapped, but then knowing you'll get out. But but that line about and the game, you've played games with me, but the game, the games, you know, uh, the games I've played has made you strong, 
you know, by me playing along with the games, whatever the narcissist games that they've done to you has made them strong. But little does the narcissist know, because they're such bullies, that if you do stay focused and you stay the course, you too will find your way out of there. Uh, shout out to Clarence Clemens, the late great. Um, I digress. So it's funny. The other thing is, the, the, the internet's terrible here, so we tr tried to do the show, uh, I tried to host the show with Kelsey, and uh, it did not work, it was a fail, <laughs> so hence the reason I had to go lonely guy. Um, but my laptop also died, so any thoughts I had of maybe being able to write, you know, in, in the wee hours, that's now taken off the table, so the universe just continued to mess with me. Um, but universe, you know, I am a carny, and carnies are always prepared. So, I did bring my iPad, and I did bring extra stuff. I always have my backups for this reason. Maria makes fun of me, but she makes fun of me at the same time. She's like, of course you have the backup. Oh, yeah, of course you have the battery pack. Oh, yeah, of course. We can still do the show from uh, Italy. Oh, what was I going to say? Let's talk, uh, we'll wrap up a little Bruce here. Yeah, over to Albert Einstein. This this came in from my friend Anne, and I, I think I was like saying saying you all to you all about this too. I swear I swear, you guys know me better than I know myself. I think one of the things I struggle with is I don't know myself. So you know, often when I have to self reflect or go inside or be more aware, I have a hard hard time answering the question. Um, Probably because I've had to be so many different things to so many different people for so long that I've forgotten, or I've been so busy working that I've forgotten. And again, I only say that because I think a lot of you probably can relate to that as well. But it's nice to have people in your life uh, like you guys who can f help me figure it out. But anyway, so Ian had sent me, um, so it was super thoughtful, and um, it just really spoke to me. So Albert Einstein. Um, had a bunch of really smart students that he was probably given some kind of lecture to, or he was maybe, maybe they were gifted enough to get a teaching exercise from him. But on the blackboard, he did a, basically a multiplication table for nines, nine times one, nine times two, nine times three, and he was writing the answers. Nine, nine times one equals nine, nine times two equals 18, and so on. And then when he got to nine times 10, nine times nine equals 81, nine times 10 equals 91. And then chaos erupted in the classroom because Einstein made a mistake. Obviously, the correct answer, you know, is ninety is is ninety, not ninety one. But his students laughed. They and they ridiculed him, like, "Oh, you know, Mister Genius, blah blah blah." You know, think, imagine, right? Um, but Einstein waited for everyone to be silent and said, "Quote: Despite the fact that I analyzed nine problems correctly, no one congratulated me. But when I made one mistake, everyone started laughing." This means that even if a person is successful, society will notice this, his slightest mistake. And they'll like that. Guys, and they'll like that. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time. And they'll like that. So don't let criticism destroy your dreams. The only person who never makes a mistake is someone who does nothing. Boom. Drop the lapel podcast mic. You know what? I'm telling you, I want to send that to Bad Baby because she didn't even need to read that because she knew she'd be like, how about that? 
catch me outside, Einstein. But seriously, like this, I, 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 um, it's funny, listen, I, <laughs> I've got many flaws, many, many, many flaws, three times I'll say that, um, certainly. But one of the things that I, I find difficult with Maria is she'll, she will tend to, you know, I could take the nine, hit nine shots, but she'd focus on the 10th. And uh, that I missed. And, you know, I've been saying to her, you know, you know, and maybe it's a good thing for us to yin and yang our kids this way. You know, maybe it's good Maria's like that. And I'm going to be the one who's going to celebrate the one miss. And maybe we get to the best place. But I said, I just said, you know, in parenting, I said, just caution you that, you know, you, 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 by the way, sometimes you need nine misses to hit the one on the 10th. So I kind of come from a different place. And I'll tell you, you know, I, you always know, I'll always go to, uh, biographies, but I'll, I say sports is the best reality show going. And I, I, I go to a lot of sports and sports stories. And I remember at the end of Larry Bird's career, um, you know, he basically had a broken back, his feet were shot. Uh, and if they were down by, the Celtics were down by two points. And if he went for an easy two po- points, they would have tied the game. But instead, he shot the three to win the game, and he missed. Now, throughout his career, one of the things about Larry, he probably has the most buzzer beaters. That was like his specialty. He'd wait for the clock to come down to one, shoot the ball, and he was mad at himself if he left any time left on the clock. He was so such an assassin. Um, but on this day, he missed it. But I will never forget one of the smartest sportscasters said, because some coaches criticized him for taking the shot he let his team down uh that was a hero shot and they just said you know what it's it's larry bird because he's made so many of those you you want him to take that shot so he missed that's okay but you still want larry to take that shot um and so when i think of you know when you do fail um but if you focus on those failures and you get down on yourself, then you don't try and then you don't get anywhere. But everyone does fail. No one plays a perfect game. And and I, I, I'll take it back to filmmaking. You know, I'm embarrassed of my first film. Uh, less embarrassed of my second film, but still somewhat embarrassed, um, which is I want to make a redemption film, and I will. But, you know, I remember thinking that Scorsese's first film was Mean Streets and Stallone's first film was, was Rocky and you know and I had an old um, director pull me aside and said you really think that was Scorsese's first film? I'm like yeah and I'm like being the film geek in college he made it and then, and then he's like do you know how many like other like student films and things he made before then? I'm like no he's like of course he did um and you know how many iPhone prototypes it took to get to the iPhone we use today, and et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's just a lesson for um, for you all in the Heel Squad. I don't think you're the ones criticizing the person that, you know, makes the the one error against the nine successes. I don't, but I think that you're probably the Einstein who makes that one mistake and people are focusing on it. So you might want to pass along that little quote from Einstein, I'm sure if you Google it, it'll be up there, or that story, uh, or just know in your heart, you have to keep going, you have to, Larry Bird had to take that shot, you want Larry Bird to take that shot, you know, you want Einstein to keep trying to solve problems, um, and, you know, same with you all, you want to keep trying, you want to keep making, 
You want to keep making things happen. Uh, well, have we learned anything today? Have we profited in any way? No, I think not. But I'll take us out with you know. You know I like this little Grateful Dead gem. One of the last songs Jerry Garcia was saying live. Still making great music to the end of his life. He made this so many roads. I think he wrote this toward the end of his life. And I got no place to go. Ain't that a shame? Oh my God. Um, okay, everyone. I should probably end this on a better note. Uh, well, I saw. Let's see. What am I thinking? I saw. Not, well, Vicky was is visiting with elephants. Let's tell you something right now. You know, I'm, I'm a huge Bad Baby fan, but I'm also personal friends with Will Vicky. And, and the last thing I want to do is get in between them, and I certainly don't want to see any more fighting between the two of them. I, I, I think they're at peace right now. But I'm going to say this about Will. Being personal friends with Will, of course. But I mean it. I think Will is Will's on her way. You know, she's talks religion. She, you see with animals. There's this really sweet kid there. So, well, shout out to Woe Vicky. And by the way, obviously shout out to Bad Baby, because come on, right? Please. Everyone, okay, listen. Stay lonely. But not that lonely. But lonely enough. I see you. Hopefully, uh, you'll do something for St. Patty's Day. It was kind of cool to pizza place that, uh, that I know in town here in Connecticut. He does uh, corn beef and cabbage. He's like, oh, we're going to be so crowded with it. I'm like, no way, that's kind of cool. I didn't think that that would be the case. Anyway, all right, well, I don't know, everyone. Try, um, try to remember why we're here. I wish Kelsey was here to remind me. I'm going to leave this song. We're going to bring this up a little bit. Lucky man. I like to think of a lucky man. By the way, if all of us are listening to this, we're all pretty lucky that we have we live in a world that gives us technology and the time to consume this kind of content. So this is a lesser-known songwriter, Alan Price. He wrote House of the Rising Sun. So I guess I think it was in probably over in wherever the plays are in England. And stay a lucky man. All right, you guys, listen. We're winding this down. Um, try to remember why I think we're here, even us lonely people. Learn from mistakes, help each other, and, of course, have a few laughs along the way. And uh, because I am in Boston now, um, I'll talk shortly. And I don't know, maybe there'll be a hungover Saturday. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> peace.
Yep, see that? I had to stay on for that. When no one can tempt you with heaven or hell, you're a lucky man. You're better by far to be who you are. Happy St. Patty's Day. Stay lonely, Connecticut. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.